Crow talk. Crow talk. Crow talk. Just, just like, like the men. men. For those of you just tuning in, just a quick little recap. We're filmmakers. We made our first feature film. An adaptation of a 100-year-old screenplay written by Ella Higginson at the turn of the 20th century, wherein she tells a tall tale of helping her friend run for political office in Washington state. P.S. It's all true. We decided to chop it all up and put it on TikTok because why not? And we're talking to women in the film industry that know more than we do about the experience. Hook, line, and sinker. I know a place where the sun is Chapter 7, Nicole Weiss. First with snow. And down underneath is the loveliest nook where the four-leaf clovers grow. We're back. Yoo-hoo. Stacy here. Mm, Cassidy too. And today we've got a real treat. We're going to be talking to Nicole Weiss. Nicole works in theatrical distributions at A24 and is another woman that we fangirled over at the Art House Convergence Conference in 2020. Nicole's very pro-women in film, loves to talk about this sort of stuff, and in her own life is bringing all of that to the table all the time. Nicole has been so gracious in staying in contact with us and really an advocate for marginalized voices in the film industry. And so uh, we had just such a great conversation with her and we're honored to be, dare we say, her friend. Nicole, are we your friend? Write us back. Let us know. Maybe you won't be after this interview. (laughs) So let's get into it. Technically, I guess we can start at the beginning. Sure. Technically, we could start at the beginning. We could technically. It's a very good place to start. Um, Which would be Art House Convergence 2020, Mm -hmm. which is where we met. Yeah. We met. And we first saw you. You were doing a panel for... um, What's the panel? I think it was the showcase. It was one of the showcases. Yeah, you were part of the team that was doing the trailer showcase. Yeah. Or the preview, the trailer yeah. previews for A24. Yeah, we were like, she's got great pants. Her pants <laughs> are so pants. amazing. <laughs> we were just like, we like saw you and we we're like, we want to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> also, where did she get her beautiful pants? And and I love about it is because like when I thought about the first time we met, I remember the time, the moment, and then when we all three locked eyes. Like and it was during yeah. the A twenty four presentation, um, and it was it was a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful pure moment, <laughs> yeah. Pure magic. These are meat cute. Yeah, I feel like we were like two of the first people to show up. To we arrived like quite early for that session. That was probably the session out of the whole conference that we were the most excited yeah, for. We're so stoked <laughs> for that. Well, thank you, thank you. I hope we lived up to it. Um, and the best part of it is that I believe only. Well, at this point, um, you know, we were talking about upcoming 2020 films and, you know, we released First Cow um, and that is when the shutdown happened. Um, And then On the Rocks with Apple and then Minari. And now, you know, we just got Zola and then, you know, and then um, we're putting out Zola and Sundance and then um, then The Green Knight. And that's pretty much all we can talk about right now. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was like a... It was like the beginning of the end. So, mm-hmm. oh man, it it made the suspense like so terrible too. <laughs> waiting for those films to come out because it was 
hard to see those trailers and be like, cool, we're going to see those films really soon. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you're still waiting. And, still um, waiting. Yeah. yeah. And I've never seen such excitement around a film like Zola. Like the amount mm. of reshares when the trailer released, I don't know if you noticed that, Nicole, but I was like blown away. I don't know. I saw it reshared like on people's profiles mm-hmm. like 15 it, times or something. It, like it's that. been so. truly amazing. That was like our, we, for like, as a studio, we um, we do our trailers organically. Like we don't do paid placement. Um, so a lot of um, bigger studios, they'll do a paid placement. So they'll get a lot more clicks, obviously, because it's paid and it's on top. Um, so we just shoot out our trailers and see the organic um, love of them. And um, yeah, that, that's one of the, it, it was, it was, blowing away like I mean during halfway through the day we were like oh it's been a, a million you know times on Twitter like it's been viewed and it was just it was blowing everyone away and we knew it was going to do that um but it, like how does that translate um to actual people going to see the movie so um right. that's that, that's the, the that's the next um that's the next step but we're very excited have have you all noticed like a huge difference in viewership in this time during the pandemic? Like, do you know that through A24? How many eyes are getting on movies from home in comparison to in the theaters? Um, I mean, definitely um, to the point of, you know, at the beginning of 2020, um, it, it was the first Cal weekend. We were just about to expand it into more theaters and then um, every theater in the nation closed. So um, there was, truly no theaters open so i would say zero percent box office so everyone went to um the lovely um streaming but once theaters started to open and we really saw it with um wonder woman during christmas time where you know the box office wasn't huge and neither really was the um them streaming it um you know on hbo max and you know we and then the same thing with Godzilla this past weekend. Godzilla was huge theatrically. And yeah, they said it was the most streamed HBO Max, but it, we can just tell with the films and now in the theatrical, people really want to go see movies um, theatrically. I think, you know, everyone watched their Tiger King and everything at the beginning of it and then just got like, okay, I really want to see good content. And, um, not bashing any any films but there's just not huge great content right now um and where do you find it i think that's also the hard part is um when it's in theatrical they spend a lot of you know we put it out in via social and spend money on marketing and it's out there and then when something just drops um via on streaming we don't really know it gets lost in the in the shuffle so unless you're a bridgerton um it just gets lost um I didn't watch Bridgerton I'm not gonna lie um so neither did I but I do like the soundtrack oh so I I haven't watched it it was exactly what I expected yes I walked in um probably every scene that was inappropriate and my mom was watching it and I was like Debbie Uh (laughs) (laughs) so that's that was actually really enjoyable. So um. I feel like many people have that same experience with their mothers. Like I yeah. feel like I've seen that like made fun of online. But with their moms, right? Like, with their moms, like, like yeah, watching exactly. their moms like watch Bridgerton. Yeah, I've, was, I've had a Bridgerton conversation with my mom. Exactly. She has a crush on the main guy. 
who's no longer going to be there. Which I know. Is she told news. me. Mom told me. <laughs> guess what? Season two of No Man Guy. And I was like, Mom, yeah. how are you going to cope? How are you going to cope? I know. <laughs> it, it's funny. But, um, but yeah, I just, I know, like, I, I would just say there's been, like, it's been a roller coaster of grief, I would say, um, not to get too, you know, vulnerable in this, but like, it was like, it's a roller coaster of grief of, is theatrical going to come back? Is it going to be a, some kind of hybrid model? Um, what is it going to look like in the future? And truly, we just needed theaters to start opening for us to really understand it. And, um, you know, after, like I said, Godzilla versus Kong opening, like, we're so highly um, excited about the industry um, and that it's going to come back. And um, and what does that mean for the future? I just think it's going to be a better um, theatrical space. So um, much more exciting, much more content. Um, films like yours will be in theaters. Um, you know, I would say maybe smaller films that may not have been in theaters and just go like to PVOD, I think will have their chance now because of mm -hmm. shortened windows. So I just think it's going to be a much more dynamic space um, for a lot more different, diverse content. So I'm very excited. Um, so Man, that's refreshing that's, to hear. Yeah, that's so nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've had other conversations with other people in the industry. And this was like many months ago but yeah you know the conversation went very differently where it was <laughs> like space it's over it's over it, tiktok's yeah. here and the film industry dead. dead well i you know that's the thing remember quibi right like yeah Quibi mm -hmm. came in and people were like investing billions of dollars and they're like that's the future everyone's gonna watch stuff on their phone you know mm -hmm. and it's like it failed like it was a billion dollar idea that was failure from the beginning like no one wants to see it like that you like i'm so shocked that godzilla versus kong is the, the the movie that brought all these people back but again it's not my forte but like um but it's it, it just shows that people want to see movies in movie theaters and they mm -hmm. don't want to watch it on their phone um are we creatures of habit yes um it's you know a lot of people like Again, people were having these same conversations months ago, true, and it wasn't as positive, but many people kept on saying, you know, we have kitchens in our homes, but we go out to restaurants. Like, mm. there, is, there is a thing of that, you know, and mm -hmm. you can listen to music in your car, or, but you go to concerts. Like, there, there is a thing of that, and we want to experience that live with people, um, and that's why I think it's going to be much more dynamic and exciting. Like, why did we have to watch Game of Thrones at home? Why can't we watch that in theaters with an audience mm. um, and talk about it? Um, is that like a, is that a thing? You know, so I think it's just going to be so, I, for A24, it's going to be a lot of fun, I would say. And I think um, you're just going to have to think outside the box. And I think that's where a lot of success is going to come from. Um, again, I'm like a visionary, so I know a lot of people are just sitting here going, oh, I don't know, like they want everything to go back to what it was, but mm -hmm. I don't like truly what, what it was wasn't really working, you know, the windowing um, just wasn't really working. And so the shakeup, I think we just like, was like a, you know, a California earthquake. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have earthquakes up there too, right? Or is <laughs> but it, was just like, it was just like a California earthquake and everyone's like, yeah. ah, and then it's like a, you know, settling then, back. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, mm -hmm. To a different life, but I think a better one for our, like a sustainable growth. 
um, for the industry. Yeah, that's super refreshing to hear. And <laughs> yeah, that's like really my main feedback. Like, for that insight. And that just makes yeah. sense, you know, because we mm-hmm. have been in this like period of such intense removal and people need people. I truly think, I, I, I find there's something beautiful about a virtual experience. Like, like would we prior to um, this whole shutdown, would we have done a Zoom hangout like with right, with the three of us? which I think is like, that needs to change, right? We should do this more often. Um, just the being connected to people that you can't see, mm-hmm. you know, on a daily. But um, I, I think it needs to be a hybrid. Like, um, I, I feel like it would be great for Sundays to do in person, but then maybe bring in some other films and do a virtual. So then you can expand your reach to it. Um, but there's, there's, it, networking needs to happen. We wouldn't have met each other if we didn't go mm-hmm. to Art House Convergence. Um, you know, it's like you guys said, like to watch these things and have diversity in the audience and be able to talk to people different from you, watching something different. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot more. Um, and then going to different places, you know, you learn about different cultures. Um, and so I know um, also, and that's, um, you know, I'm kind of going into our international, international, um, they utilize those big festivals and um, in, the, in each quarter to sell our films as well as present our films um, to all the buyers. So without them, um, we've utilized, you know, different ways and we're going to do that more. So it really opened us up to not just utilize just those four times we're expanding that, but it's still a time to go see your, your, your buyers and build those relationships. So you can't do that on zoom. I've done a lot of these where it's like the first time I've ever met these festival people and they're like, let's do a zoom. And I'm like, okay, like, here we go. I don't know you, but let's do it. Um, so that's, you know, it's much easier when you're at it person, take them out to dinner. Um, you build that relationship and, in my side of the business, and I would say probably in yours as well, is that once you build that relationship with someone, you, you know, you have that trust and you have that working relationship where like you can, you know, they're, they help you, you help them. It's a partnership. It goes hand in hand. But if it's everything is just over phone and I didn't get to know these people, they would never do me a favor. <laughs> then that, that's how I, I feel on that. So we sort of need it to go back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can only do so much over phone um, or even a Zoom, like just to be able to sit down and have a coffee with someone. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's completely different. Um, the trust is there too. I would say the same with like filmmakers as you guys, like, you know, to sit down with, you know, a producer and really get to know them. Like that's, that's where the trust builds. And it's like, yeah, let's work together. It's a little bit harder if you're just like, Hey, totally. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> which they would know, of course, but it's the networking. It's the, mm-hmm. you know, like you stated, um, I, I don't even, I don't think I'm a crazy extrovert. I'm like a, maybe a middle ground, but it's just, I need those times um, to really build um, mm-hmm. And I, I miss it. I miss it. Even though I love not going into the office every day, I miss the interactive with people and learning and, mm-hmm. you know, the different things. Yeah, it's the relationship piece. Cassie and mm-hmm. I talk about that a lot. It's sort of really foundational, I think, for 
our company and just our whole evolution. That's really the piece that makes it all happen and makes us want to even do it in the first place. Yeah. Well, and it recharges you, you know, like, I don't know, Zoom for me is more of like an energy suck. I think it's because I'm like trying to make eye contact with a screen. I think like that has a lot to do with it. Like I'm engaged and I'm listening and I'm staring Mm -hmm. at a screen. So yeah. That's mm-hmm. something for me, like the in-person stuff is like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Nicole, we like had bonnets on and like way we, too much energy. True. <laughs> but I, I, I love that. I thought that was like, I mean, you know, like be, be you. And I think that's the hard part too about being in a screen like this is like, mm-hmm. how do you differentiate yourself? Like you're just another box. Like what makes you different? Um, mm-hmm. And that's what in-person do rather than be in a little box like we're all just the same little minions working um that's how I feel when like all a24 gets in there we're all just sitting there <laughs> like a little box <laughs> and it's like you know and it's uh it's yeah it's it's it's, it's it, it definitely is energy suck I feel like I've never been more on my computer ever in my entire life um mm-hmm. and it's um it, it's on it's on all the time and mm-hmm. I also think that's the negative thing about now is like I'm available 24 7 because everyone knows we're available 24 right. 7 and um yeah it's, it's not been the healthiest of um of times because of that um so going back to um in person is such a gift <laughs> yeah did yeah. your yeah. workload change like did your workload oh. change between like how it was before then COVID and then where it's ramping up to now, did it like ever just dip or was it same amount of hours and energy, just different methods? I would say it's the, it's the second. Um, It definitely like, I mean, we went from, you know, this 2020 was going to be our biggest year, you know, quote unquote, I guess, biggest productions, most films. Um, so, you know, when you come with your first film out of the gate, right, and it's the second week in expansion and all the theaters close, um, you're just like, oh, my God. So it goes to, like, this is fine. You know, it, it's like you go through all the levels of grief, right? Like, you know, and so you're like, this is fine. It's, it's fine. not going to last that long. Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to enjoy myself. I can't wait to work from home. This is so fun. <laughs> you know, you do all those things, and then you just go, like, you know, you're kind of getting ready for the day. And then like a month in, you're just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, it finally hits you that like, this is this is life. So it, you know, for us, like it just stopped. When theaters close, like my main job is putting movies in theaters. Um, another portion of my job is like to, um, to put it in festivals as well as like, um, you know, we work with universities and stuff, but everything mm-hmm. closed. So you're just like, but you know, not, it, it wasn't just happening to me, right? Like it wasn't just theaters, like it affected everyone. So, you know, my grief was, you know, not just myself. So um, in looking at that, like, it, yeah, um, it was just hard. Like it just stopped. Um, we had to, not had to, but we, um, we, we work with Apple um, as well um, and we do production deals with them. We bought a film with them at Sundance called Boy State. So um, that was an exciting thing because we got to, you know, put it in some um, drive-ins, which drive-ins were mm-hmm. open in the summer. So we, um, we got to do that. So it was like, it, 
in normal life, it would have been a very small thing. But because it was the only thing we were working on, it became the most important thing. It was like we were putting out like the biggest movie of the year. It was like five drive-ins. It was insane. (laughs) And it was like calls. It was like, it was so crazy. And like, like, you know, I got in trouble multiple times for, and I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, why are we so stressed about this? Um, you know, and it was, um, it was just, everyone was like anxiety on like tenfold because it was the only thing that was happening. Um, and me getting in trouble was just like, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing this? And I'm like, why are we crazy right now? (laughs) Um, so I had to like calm people down. Um, and it worked out fine. Um, but like, and then we had like a couple months and usually we're putting film on top of film on top of film. So it was like, like we had that. So, and then we try to like, you know, I, I'm sure like everyone, we're like, oh, what what can we do? So it was like one of those things where we just like made stuff up to do um, to keep busy. Um, <laughs> so we did a bunch of that. So it was like you were trying to be busy, but you're still just sitting here. And I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? You know, and so all that kind of came in. But it was such a beautiful, um, you know, time to really like introspect. Um mm-hmm not to get vulnerable but it was a lot of introspection time for myself that I really got to find me because life stopped my job stopped everything stopped and I was like okay like what do I want to do um so it was a beautiful thing for me um but for job it was so shaky you know Mm -hmm. you just really didn't know and going back to you know prior like you said other conversations it was so negative like theaters are never coming back and you're like well that's my job (laughs) like what do I do Mm -hmm. and so it was just like one of those things where it's like ground yourself figure it out do the best you can do and we did boy state we also had a film again with apple called on the rocks um don't know if you saw it with sofia coppola um well she wasn't in it she directed and wrote it um rashida jones and bill murray it's on mm. Apple Plus. Oh, uh, cool. I think yes. I heard, yeah, I heard about it. I've not seen it. Beautiful movie. Um, I definitely watch it if you have a, um, if you have Apple Plus. But um, so we, we were able to distribute that film. So I was a little bit, you know, more busy. And then, um, then we just started getting really like pumped about Minari um, and put that mm-hmm. together. So, I mean, yes, it was slow. I, again, I I can't complain because I had my introspective time and I had a job. So mm-hmm. such beautiful things came out of this um this year for my life. Um but it was it was definitely it was definitely a trial, which I'm sure for everyone has something. So um mm-hmm. but the beauty of it is that like I stated at the beginning, theatrical isn't going away. Um would be different, yes, but I think in all the most beautiful ways. Um so I'm very excited about the whole progression. And um, also just um, tidbit, A24 during 2020, um, they pretty much pulled everyone together and was like, hey, like in this time, we're gonna ramp up production. We're, we're gonna make bigger films. We're gonna make bigger things. They're like, this time has really shown us like, you know, it's more content providers, um, people, and we're a production company. Let's make more movies. Let's take bigger chances, um, which was like, for someone that was thinking about their job, I was like, yes, let's do that. (laughs) 
Um, but it was just, it was really exciting. It was exciting to know that, like, we're not going to, you know, think small. We were going to think bigger and be more visionaries towards the future. So, um, so in life, I mean, it was 2020 was just, it, it, it was what it was. And, you know, it's, it's very exciting to be in 2021 and see a brighter future. I know I say this a lot, but we are fans of Nicole's. She is very cool, and very knowledgeable. Can we just take a moment to step back and look at all of these people we've interviewed, these amazing women that we're connected to through this project? It's amazing. Real talk, internet folks. This podcast has taken us a year and a half longer than anticipated because marketing your own film is difficult and exhausting. And this has been such a treat to revisit a year and a half or so down the road to remind ourselves how many amazing connections we've made and continue to nurture. And it makes me really excited for the next project that we take on and for growing as filmmakers. It was fascinating hearing what Nicole had to say about the future of film distribution and the hybrid model that at the time of recording was developing. Um, and it ended up being a very prescient interview, I think, because that is what happened. We do have this tandem distribution format where we get to have both. Films are coming back out in theater, but we still have this robust streaming distribution. Um, that was really interesting to listen to, given that we're in a very different place and time in this pandemic. I think it speaks to so many industries as well, especially if you're working in digital media, whatever that may be, that it's a tumultuous landscape and things are changing all the time, all the time. Um, and how lucky are we to have great connections that we can navigate these crazy rough waters together as things evolve and continue to change because that's not going to stop in the digital arts that's only going to continue and you know maybe speed up and how swiftly the status quo changes from one thing to the next we're excited to continue to follow along with nicole's career as well and her connections she's also wanting to build a network of women in this industry and we're really anxious to see how that unfolds and big supporters of her in general. Yeah. Nicole, if you are listening, thank you so much again for taking the time to get to know us, to let us fangirl all over you in our bonnets at our House Convergence Conference. Just in case you're confused, uh, we'll post some photographic evidence of the bonnets at said conference. Um, but essentially... We went to Art House Convergence. There was a party at the end. We wore bonnets for no reason. And that could be why we're talking to Nicole today. Truly, it was a smash hit. We had checked a suitcase because we drove back from Utah after the conference to make silly content with, which happened to be gunny sack dresses with matching bonnets. And so we just decided on a whim to slip on those sweet bonnets and go party with a bunch of filmmakers. And boy smash hit. I know Nicole said she locked eyes with us during a panel, but I think it was the bonnet that did all the work. Though we did lock eyes at that panel, and I will say again, her outfit was very cool. We still talk about the pants she was wearing that day. Those <laughs> Another pants. smash hit. Another smash hit. Well, thanks everyone for listening and 
again, Nicole, thank you very much for being you and for being supportive of fellow women in this industry. If you work, if you wait, you will find the place where the four-leaf clovers grow. Where the four-leaf clovers grow. Where the four-leaf clovers grow. I think we should do like maybe one or two more times. Okay, cool.